Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everyone, we're so glad that you are spending some time with us today. And uh, again, we love you so much. We've been praying for you. We're about to get into today's message, but I just want to let you know, we care for you. We care for your family and we're doing everything we can to help our city and to help our church. And so we're glad that you're spending some time today. I know that you don't have to be watching this. You don't have to be tuning in, but because you are, our prayer is that hope will come into your soul, that light, joy, peace would come into your home, wherever you are. Come on, we're believing that God is for you. God is with you. God is on your side. And we know that this virus has affected so many of us in one way or another, but we trust that there's a good God. We trust that he's for us and we trust that he's with us. And today, that's our prayer. If you get anything out of this, trust that God is with you. I'm excited to get into today's message. Wherever you're at, wherever you're watching us today, maybe with your, we're with some family there in your, in your home, or maybe you're still in your workplace, I want you to grab your Bibles and I want you to go to the book of Matthew. Go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14. We've been in this series called Nothing Is Impossible. And we're talking about Jesus, the miracle worker. And so we're going to continue. This is part five of our series. Grab your Bibles wherever you're at. If you're with somebody, smile at them and tell them that they look good today. And uh, excited because next week is Easter Sunday. Come on, we're going to celebrate and we're going to give you all the information about what we're doing for Easter this week. So make sure that you are in tune with us. But Matthew chapter 14, we're looking at this fifth miracle. Matthew chapter 14, go down to verse 13. I'm excited to get into this word today, and I'm praying it's going to bless all of our lives. Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 13, it says this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. But Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We hear we only have five loaves of bread and, and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, Jesus said verse 19, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. Verse 20, they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. I think all of us have probably heard this story before. It's a beautiful miracle that Jesus did. It's the fifth one that we're talking about. Week one, we talked about Jesus turning water to wine. Week two, we talked about Jesus restoring sight of the blind. Week three, he delivers and frees a demon-possessed man. Week four, we heard about friends that brought 
this guy over who is lame and Jesus heals the lame man. Today, we're talking about Jesus feeding 5,000 plus people. I'm excited to get into today's message. Today, I wanna to talk to you from this title, Blessing in the Breaking. Come on, blessing in the breaking. If you're with somebody, tell them blessing in the breaking. Uh, let's pray, and then we'll get into today's message, and I'm hoping it will bless your life. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. Thank you that you are for us. You are with us. You are on our side. And I'm praying that today, peace, hope, joy, your light will reign in our lives, in our soul, in our minds, in our homes. God, speak to our light today. We're so thankful. God, we may not have everything we want, but God, we have everything we need in you. And so I'm praying that you would have your way in our lives. Bless this time together. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I know that today's world can be hard to understand. I know a lot of us, we're turning on the TV and we're looking on the internet and, and we can be like, what is going on? I, I don't understand this. This is hard. You look at some of the images, some of the, the numbers, and you're like, what, what, what is going on in our world today? Have you ever felt like you don't understand something? Have you ever felt like this is just too hard to comprehend? I think we all have, right? Come on, you, you've heard me share some stories where, where in my own life I haven't understood some things. You've heard me share when I was 18 years old, I'm popping the hood of my car and I'm, I'm looking inside at the engine trying to understand why it's not working and, and I don't have a clue, right? I don't have one clue on why this thing is not working. I don't understand. When an Ikea package has, has come to my house and I can't stand Ikea packages and I open up the box and I'm looking at all these pieces and I'm like, what, what is this? I don't, I don't get this. Like, what are, how is this going to turn into a table? How is this going to turn into a dresser? I don't understand. I think a lot of us in life, we can look around and we can say, I, I don't understand. The truth is, I think a lot of us right now, we're looking at our lives, we're looking at the world, and we're saying, I, I don't understand what's going on. Today's world can be hard to understand. The situations and the circumstances happening around us can be hard to comprehend. And the problem that happens is that when we don't understand, we tend to get overwhelmed. When we don't understand, we tend to get overwhelmed. All of, anxiety, all of a sudden, anxiety goes through the roof. Our blood pressure begins to rise. Migraines and there's fights in family, fights with spouses, because we don't understand. We're getting overwhelmed by what's happening in life. There's worry, there's stress, there's fear. Because I don't understand what's going on in this life. God, I'm looking around and I don't comprehend. But I want to tell you today that just because you don't understand doesn't mean you need to be overwhelmed. Just because you don't understand doesn't mean that God is not in control. I want to encourage somebody today. It doesn't matter where you're watching us from. There's a God who loves you. There's a God who's for you. There's a God who's with you. There's a God who's on your side. We may not understand what's going on, but we trust that there's a good God in heaven. And he promised that he would always look after us. Come on, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We believe that today. So we say, God, I don't understand, but I have to trust that God is in control. Now, now there might be a problem, but what I, I want to share with you today is that 
There might be a problem, but that doesn't mean that God won't make provision. Just because there's a problem does not mean that God is no longer a provider. In fact, I would say this, every single time a problem happens, it makes a way for God to bring provision. So today, if you have a problem in your life, I'm telling you, God will make a way where there is no way. Every single time a problem arises, come on, provision is coming on God's behalf. I know that you're up against an impossibility. I know that you're up against a problem, but that just means that God is a provider. He's going to make a way out. And if you want a miracle in your life, you first need an impossibility. So if today you're up against something impossible know that you are a candidate for a miracle come on I wish I had some people that agreed with me today come on I may be up against the impossible I may have a problem but I remind my soul I have a God who makes all things possible I have a God who's a provider and if I want a miracle in my life then I know that when I'm up against an impossibility I now I'm a candidate for a miracle come on I'm believing that for your life and for my life. So today, maybe you're, you're at home and you're saying, Alex, I'm stressed. Alex, I'm full of anxiety. Maybe you're watching today and I've been there. Fear begins to set in like what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't understand. I don't comprehend. My family, I don't know how I'm gonna feed them. I don't, is my business going to survive? What is the world gonna look like a week from now, two weeks from now? I don't know, it's hard to comprehend. Just because you don't understand, you don't need to be overwhelmed. In fact, I'll put it this way. If you can believe, you will always receive. If you can believe, you will always receive. Somebody needs to listen to me today. If you can believe that he's a provider, you will always receive peace. Come on. If you can believe that God is good, you can receive hope today for your soul. If you can believe that God is for us, you can receive some joy back in your spirit. Come on. I know the world wants to take away our, our hope. I know the world wants to take away our joy. I know the, the world wants to take away everything from our soul. But today, if you believe that God is good, if you believe that he's with you. Come on. You can receive hope today. You can receive joy today. You can receive peace today. I'm not going to be ruled by what's in this world. I'm not going to be ruled by the news. I'm not going to be ruled by fear. If I can believe that God is good, come on. I can receive God's peace, God's goodness, God's hope, God's light, and God's joy for my soul. If you can believe, then you can receive. Come on, I, I, if you're with somebody, come on, you can high five somebody, tell somebody, if you can believe, you will always receive. Matthew chapter 14, this miracle that we're looking at, I love it. I love this miracle. It's a beautiful story. Here, here we see in Matthew chapter 14, this is Jesus about to feed 5,000 people plus. Now, now, for us to understand this miracle, you need to understand the context of the miracle. What's happening in Jesus's life? Why, why is Jesus doing this? If you read a little bit before, you would understand that, that Jesus just has gone through some very hard times. His cousin, John the Baptist, has just been beheaded. John the Baptist has just been killed. This is his, his cousin. He loves his cousin. And Jesus is grieving. Jesus is in pain. In fact, Matthew chapter 14 says that Jesus, he jumped in a boat and he, he's gone to a solitary place. Jesus is grieving for his cousin. He's going through a hard time because he just lost his cousin. If, if you ever wanted to know if God cares about us, if God understands our pain, just look at Jesus. 
like, like he, he's in pain too. He's possibly crying as well. It pains him as well. He, he cares for you, right? It pains him. He cares. In fact, the Bible says that when the boat landed on the shore, it says that thousands of people came to Jesus. And when Jesus looked at them, he had compassion on them. Compassion, meaning he was moved when he saw the crowds. He saw the sick. He saw those that were in bondage. He saw those that were in need. And the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. That's a deep word. I want to let you know today that God, he sees you. He sees your pain and it pains him too. He sees what you're missing. He sees that which you don't have. He sees that pain in your heart. He's seen those lonely nights and it makes him cry as well. God is not a God that's off at a distance. God is very much close to us and he knows what's going on. And he promised that one day, very soon, he is going to make all things new. In the meantime, he's crying and he's in pain as well. One day there'll be no more tears. One day there'll be no more disease. One day there'll be no more problems. The Bible promises that one day God is going to make all things new. And that time is coming very, very soon. But in the meantime... He's in pain as well. The Bible actually says that Jesus is praying for you and I right now in front of the Father. He sees your situation. And the Bible says that Jesus is interceding, meaning he's praying nonstop for me and for you. Jesus, he's in pain. His cousin has just died. He pulls up to the shore. Thousands of people come to him and he's moved with compassion. He's so moved with compassion that he begins to heal people and he begins to teach and possibly they were there for a long time because the Bible looks like it, 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 he's been teaching all day long. In fact, they've been teaching so long that the Bible says that after some time, the disciples came up to him and, and they said, hey, it's, it's evening time already. It's late. Here we are in this remote place. The Bible says that it was a remote place, meaning they were, they were far away from any kind of village or city. And it was being... Now, uh, some time has gone by. It's late in the day. The disciples are like, hey, G Jesus, I think this is enough. I think we should let the people go. Like, hey, let them go away so that they can go back to the villages, get some sleep, get something to eat. Like, it, we, we got to go. We are in a remote place. We are in this faraway place, and it's getting late. Have you ever felt that way? Like, have you ever felt like, man, I just feel like I'm so far from God. I, I just feel like I'm in this distant place by myself. Nobody knows what I've gone through. Nobody knows what I'm going through. And I feel far, and I feel like it might be too late for me. I feel like it might be too late for me. Like, God can't help me anymore. It's too late for my marriage. It's too late for my situation. I feel distant, and it's late. We're, we're talking about miracles. Come on, we're talking about miracles. In this fifth week, I want to give you three quick keys that I think can help us to, in order to receive miracles from God. The first thing I want to tell you today is that our limits are not God's restrictions. Come on, our limits are not God's restrictions. Oh, we may feel limited on our end. Here I am. I'm in this remote place in life. I feel like I'm in a desert. I feel like I have no resources. I feel like I don't know what to do next. I feel like I'm far too gone. I feel like nobody can help me. And I feel like it's too late. It's too late for my marriage. It's too late for my relationships. It's too late for my circumstance. It's too late for my uh, economic financial situation. Like I just feel like it's too late. 
What I love is that God is not confined to our space and to our time. Come on. We have a God that lives outside of time. We have a God that lives outside of our space. I want to tell you that God is way bigger than any time or space that we are limited to. We may be limited to, we may be limited to time and space, but God, he lives outside of time and space. He's a God who owns it all. He's a God who has it all under his control. Come on. He has the whole world in the palm of his hands. I have the whole world. Come on. You know that song. He owns the whole world. It's in his hands. And so so you may feel too far gone. You may feel like you have no more time left, but on God's clock, oh, he's just in time and he's about to move in and he's about to do a miracle in your life. Come on. I wish I had three people that believed it. God is not restricted by our space and by our time. Come on. That's what the Bible tells us. God, he owns it all. He has it all. He made it all. You may feel like it's too late. You may feel like you're too far, but you're not too far from God. I love what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 26. Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 26. He writes this. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings you out the starry host one by one. And he calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing because of his great power and because of his great strength not one star goes missing he has his eye on you come on if no star goes missing you're not going to go missing if no star doesn't come out come on you're you're coming out of this come on you're coming out of this problem you're coming out of this situation because God he sees you and he has his eye on you I don't know about you but that encourages my soul I may be in a remote place I may be in a place where there's nothing around me, but there's a God who has his eye on me still. I may feel like I'm far from God, but truthfully, he, he's watching me. He's got me. I want to tell you today, he, he's got you. He's watching you. He's got you. It's not too late. It's never too late for a miracle from God. The disciples come up to Jesus and they're like, hey, we're, we're in this faraway place and it's already so late. Send everybody home as if that stops Jesus. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to send them home. You feed them. By the way, those of us who've known God for a long time, walked with Jesus already, we've been on this journey right now in the world around us. We're like, what do we do? I really feel like God is telling his church, you feed them. You take care of them. That's why we're doing all that we can through city care. And that's why we're taking care of doctors and nurses. And we're taking care of people in the church. And we're doing all we can. Maybe you're saying to Alex, but what can I do? You can text somebody. You can call somebody. Come on, we can take care of the world around us. It's our responsibility. Jesus says, you, you do it. The disciples are like, what, what do you mean we feed them? We don't, we don't have anything. In fact, all we have is five pieces of bread and two pieces of fish. They're like, how can we feed 5,000 men, not including women and children? This could be a crowd of 10, 15,000. How can we do that with five pieces of bread and two fish. The second thing, in order for you to know that you can receive your miracle, number two is, our little is enough for God's service. Our little is enough for God's service. They're like, what we have is too little. What we have is not enough. And God says, bring me, bring it to me. Jesus says, bring it to me here. 
bring it to me here. Today, maybe you're saying, Alex, I don't, I don't have enough. I'm lacking. I, what can God do? I mean, I'm not even that gifted. I'm not that talented. I don't have that much time. And Jesus says, bring it to me. You want a miracle in your life? Bring me whatever you have. It may look like it's a little bit. It may look like it's not much, but bring it to me here. Jesus says, bring me your little. What we discount is usually what God uses to bless somebody. We say, God can't use me. I can't even speak right like Moses. And he says, yeah, just, just come. I'll use your life. And I'll use you to free people from the Pharaoh. Oh, I mean, but, but God, I mean, I'm not even that gifted. I'm not even that intelligent. God says, come here. I'll fill you with my Holy Spirit. And intelligence doesn't matter when my anointing is on you. God, but, but what can you do with my life? I don't have enough money. Just bring me your resources and watch what I'll do with your life. Today, we may think this is too little. The world usually discounts little, but the Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Oh, come on. Your life may look small. You may think that what you have is small, but God says, do not despise that which you think is small. Come on. God will use anything for his service. Our little is enough for God's service. It was so little. The, the ones that they least counted on. The Bible says that they didn't even count women and children. They were discounted in the story. 5,000 men, not including women and children. Little did they know that out of one of those kids was five pieces of bread and two fish, which were about to feed a multitude. Oh, that which we usually discount is what God uses to bless his people. And Jesus says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Today, whatever is going on in your life, whatever's going on in your world, bring it to him. Bring it to him. And I feel in my heart right now that God is calling some of us, hey, come, come, bring me that time that you have. Bring, bring me that gift that you have. Bring me that talent that you have. I know, it's, I know it looks like a little, but our little is enough for God's service. Oh, he's going to use you. He's going to use you. It doesn't matter if people have ever discounted you. It doesn't matter what your mom or dad might have said. It doesn't matter what some teachers or it doesn't matter what your old boss says. Jesus, come, come. I'll use you. Our little is enough for God's service. Somebody's watching today, and you need to know that you're enough for him. And it doesn't matter how broken you think it is. It doesn't matter how messy your life may be. He says, bring it to me. I'll use it. The Bible says that they brought five pieces of bread and two fish. And the Bible says that he, he blesses the food, and then something peculiar happens. He begins to break the bread. By the way, the miracle doesn't happen once they bring him the food. The miracle happens once he blesses it and breaks it. He blesses it and breaks it. He blesses it and breaks it. Today, you and I need to know that we may be going through a time of breaking. But every single time God breaks us, a blessing is to follow. Come on, the blessing is in the breaking. Sometimes in my life, I've been broken. But every single time that I've been broken, God has blessed me. Oh, sometimes God will break you in order to bless you. I know we don't like those times. I know there's hard times. God, I don't understand what I'm going through. God, I don't, want, I don't comprehend. But if you can believe, come on, you can receive. That in the breaking, he's blessing me. That in the breaking me, he's molding me. That in the breaking me, come on, he's humbling me. In the breaking, he's bringing me closer to him so that I can be used for his honor and for his glory. Oh, he may be breaking me, but really he's blessing me because every time he blesses me, he breaks me to multiply me and to use me in ways that I can never imagine. Come on, there's blessing in the breaking. Maybe life, it's, it's broken you before. Maybe life has come and and, and torn you apart. Situations have torn you apart. Circumstances have torn you apart. There's a blessing in the breaking. God, oh, God never misuses breakings. 
And the breaking has happened in order that blessing may come. It says that he blesses it and he breaks it. And as he breaks it, the food begins to get multiplied. Come on, that's awesome. The food begins to be multiplied. And the disciples grab the food and they take it and they feed possibly 10 to 15,000 people getting fed. 10 to 15,000 people getting fed. It's crazy. This is who God is. The Bible says they feed all these people. And then after they feed all the people, they grab baskets. And there's 12 basketfuls afterwards left. 12 basketfuls left. Now, I've read this story probably my whole life, right? I grew up in church my entire life. And in Sunday school growing up, I've heard about Noah. I've heard about Moses. I've heard about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And I never really quite understood why 12 basketfuls left after. Why, why did God do more than enough? Why, why are these leftovers? And I think that we're about to understand why. Is I kept reading, and, and I heard this message the other day that blessed my life. If you keep reading Matthew chapter 14, Jesus sends them into a boat. After they feed the 5,000 people, Jesus tells his disciples, hey, I want you to get on this boat, and I want you to cross the lake to the other side. They have back. Each, each disciple has a basket full of bread that's been left over. And they're supposed to get in this boat. Now, if you, if you know what's about to happen, a storm is about to happen in the middle of the lake. Jesus has gone up to pray in the mountainside. They're in a boat by themselves. Jesus is not there, but they have the baskets with them. They, they have pieces of bread that were left over from the miracle with them in the boat. Oh, the third thing that you need to remember in order for us to walk in God's miracles. Number three is our leftovers are God's reminders. See, each, each of them had a basket. Each of them got on the boat with a basket. Jesus goes up to pray. And as they go out to the lake, a storm breaks out. Oh, come on. The winds and the waves, they, they're crashing onto the boat. The disciples are losing their mind. They don't understand. They don't comprehend. Why would, he made us, why would he make us get in a boat if there's a storm coming? Like, why did Jesus tell me to get in this boat? He could have known a storm was coming. Why did he send me in this boat? And Jesus is about to remind them, I'm for you, I'm with you, and I'm more than enough for you. The Bible says the storm breaks out. Matthew chapter 14, right after the, the part that we read, and the Bible says the disciples, they're, they're scared. They're full of fear, anxiety. They're, oh, we're going to drown. The boat's going to go down. You have a basket in front of you. And as this is happening, it looks like a ghost is approaching the boat. And they look clearly and they're like, wait, it's, it's Jesus. And Peter says, if it's you, call me out into the waves. And he says, come. And the Bible says that Peter gets out. And as he's walking, he begins to have fear. He's walking on water. But as he's walking on water, he starts to look at the waves and the winds. He has fear and he begins to sink. Jesus has to pick him up, put him in the boat. Look what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 14, a couple verses down from where we read, verses 31 through 33. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And he says, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. They got in the boat and Jesus 
was like you had you had a reminder all along I want to tell you that today you may be in the middle of a storm today you may be in the middle of trouble but if you can just look back at some of the past breakings of your life today there's some leftovers you can look around you and you're like whoa whoa wait a minute I'm blessed I'm blessed he blessed me with health he blessed me with family he blessed me with peace he blessed me with what I have I shouldn't have all of these things I have God says look at the blessings around you and let them remind you that if I got you out of that and if I did that miracle in the past let these reminders let these miracles let these leftovers be a reminder of what I can do in your life this is the God that we serve you have a basket full of reminders that God is a God of miracles that God is a God of provision that God is a God of more than enough. Come on, if he got you through the other side five years ago, he's going to get you through this again. Somebody watching today, you need to remember you have a basket full of blessing in your home. You have a basket full of blessing in your family. And today I just sense that God is telling us, look at the basket. Don't forget the miracles that I did in the past. Hey, don't you remember? I know you're in a storm, but remember, I, I fed 10,000, 15,000 people. I'll take care of you in the storm. Look at the basket. I've got you. I've got you. I just sensed in my heart, this is for us today. Oh, there's blessing in the breaking. Every single time we go through a breaking season, there's blessing on the other side. I've been broken but he blessed me. And I may be going through a season right now being broken, but there's blessings to remind me that he's with me and that he'll take care of me. Somebody watching today, you need to know he's going to take care of you. He loves you so much. He's for you. He's with you. And we're believing that our church is going to come out stronger from this. I believe that your family is going to come out stronger. And I'm believing that no matter what may be happening in the world, your soul can be full of hope, joy, peace. Because you have a basket that reminds you of God's goodness. You have a basket that reminds you he's with you and he's going to provide. Come on, I, I really believe that there's some people watching today. You need this reminder for your soul. Look around you. He's going to take care of you. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Hey, today there, there might be some people watching me today that say, Alex, but, but I feel far from God. If I can, if everybody can pay attention really quick. There's some people watching me today that you feel distant from God. You feel far away from God. And you're saying, Alex, that's great, but I feel so far from God. There's no way that this God can love me. There's no way that this God wants a relationship with me. Alex, you don't know anything that I've done. You don't know where I've been. You're right. I don't. But there's a God in heaven that loves you. There's a God in heaven who knows where you've been, knows what you've done. And he loves you still. God loves you you. Come on, wherever you're watching right now, I want everybody to pay attention for a moment. Wherever you're watching, I want to remind you, he loves you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. He loves you. God loves you. The Bible says that all of us were sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Every single one of us, there's not one perfect person, not one perfect person in this world. We've all failed. I've sinned. I've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. We've all sinned, and the Bible says that sin does separate us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come and die for you and for me. 
If you're watching this right now, you're saying, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. Listen to me. He sent his son, Jesus, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son so that whosoever believes in him will not die, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that Jesus came down. He grabbed my sin. He grabbed your sin. The Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he died for the sins of humanity. Jesus died for me and he died for you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus died for you. The Bible says he died for our sins there on the cross at a place called Calvary. When he was dead on that cross, they brought him down. They put him in a grave. He was in a grave for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. We believe that it's what we're celebrating next week. Jesus Christ, he resurrected. He defeated sin and death for you and for me. Jesus resurrected. And I believe with all my heart, Jesus is alive. He's the hope that you need. He's the peace that you've been looking for. He's that joy that's missing in your life. You've been trying to find it at the bottom of bottles. You've been trying to find it in relationships. You've been trying to find it in money. I want to tell you today, you can only find it in Jesus. The only thing that can satisfy the heart of humanity is Jesus. Every single person that's watching right now, I want you to pay attention. If you're watching and you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God today, today, today. I need forgiveness for my sins. Today, I want to start again. I want you to write in the chats. I want you to send us an email. We would love to pray for you. Come on, we're on the journey like you. He's done amazing things in our life. Today, he wants to do it with your life. Alex, what do I got to do? The Bible says, in the Bible, it says in Romans chapter 10, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So wherever you're watching from, if you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God. Alex, today I need a brand new beginning. I want to put my faith and my trust in Jesus. Let us know in the, in the chat right now. We got pastors there. We got leaders there. We're going to help you. Today, God wants to start a relationship with you. I'm going to say a simple prayer. Wherever you're watching from, if you say, I need a relationship with God, repeat this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer. My prayer doesn't save anybody. I'm just making this first one easy. Repeat after me. Say it out loud. If you're there in your home, wherever you are, Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God, that you died for my sins. And on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my savior. From today on, I'm saved, I'm healed, and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, we love you so, so much. If today you made that decision, if today you say, hey, I need that, that relationship with God, today I need a brand new beginning, today I need forgiveness for my sins, I want you to send us an email. You can send us an email, info at calvaryconnect.com. Or you could just write it there in the chat. We got some pastors and leaders that would love to get in touch with you. We love you so much. We're so glad that you decided to watch today. We're for you. We're with you. And we're going to help you out along this journey. To everybody else that's watching, I love you so, so much. Come on, we're believing that nothing is impossible for our God. Come on, I'm believing that. No matter where you're watching from today, come on, let's get encouraged. Let's let faith rise up. Nothing is impossible for our God. And if we can believe that, Come on, we'll always be able to receive. He's a God of, of provision. He's a God of provision. And today, I'm believing he's going to provide for me and for you. If you would love any help, I want you to get in touch with us. CalvaryConnect.com. 
Make sure you visit our website. Thank you for spending this day with us. Thank you for watching this service. We love you so much, and uh, we would love to help you out in any way that we can. And so I'm going to pray for you, and then I pray that you have the best day ever. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, God, that every time we go through a breaking, there's a blessing that's happening, God. And today I pray that we will look at our surroundings. I pray that we will look at our blessings and it remind us that if you've been good in the past, you're going to be good today and you will take care of us. I pray that you go before us, come behind us and surround us all the days of our life. May your glory shine upon our face. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. We love you, church. We'll see you soon. Stay in touch this week as we let you know what's going on next at Calvary Church. We love you very much. Stay safe. Hey, thank you for joining us for today's service. We hope that you enjoyed it. We want to let you know that if you made that decision to follow Jesus today, we would love to send you a Bible. It is a free gift from us to you to bless you as you start this new journey with Jesus. So all you have to do is send us an email. Also want to remind you that connect groups are happening all throughout our city and we would love if you join one. All you have to do is go to our website, calvaryconnect.com. You'll find all the information there. But hey, we love having you with us today. Have the best week and we'll see you next Sunday.